0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Zero, the
1: defensive match deep is just to take the snap. With time, now running out of time. Throw In it. From behind, and down he goes. He got rid of the football as he was going down to the ground. Tracked down from behind by Daniil Hunter. Is it The quarterback was down prior to the pass. Yeah, I thought so, too. At the 47-yard line, and clock's running, and Justin coming up a little painful, holding the groin area. Fourth down as they will punt the ball. Gill to set
2: it back. Holding his groin because he had his thumb down by his groin. yeah. He was holding something down hey there. Sir, that's not his thumb. That <laughs> not, definitely oh, not. That was the last time the Bears played the Vikings. And here we go again. Week 12 Bears go to Minneapolis as a three point underdog to wrap a very long weekend yeah. of college and pro football. Great. Welcome back. It's great to see you, fine gentlemen. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving break. I believe we did. Uh, I believe Fantastic. we enjoyed the holidays.
3: Fantastic. Because you need a holiday. And we got one. And it was fun. And it was good. And now it culminates with the uh, Chicago Bears
2: playing the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, are Up in Minnesota today. Yes, and Justin Indoors. hurt himself in the first game. Let's hope he doesn't hurt himself tonight. Yeah. I'd like to see Justin continue to get better although I don't know how much the final outcome matters anymore when you're 3-8 and eight and you're going to have competition uh, jockeying for position at the top of the NFL draft, uh, the competition being primarily the New England Patriots, who might not win another football game this year. Uh, they might not be very interested in winning another football game this year. I suppose you could say they tried yesterday, but when you're running Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi out there, I don't know how much you're actually trying. Uh, Arizona's not going to win too many more football games, doesn't appear. I don't know about uh, Carolina. Carolina but the now that Carolina's made a coaching
3: change, we'll see. The Bears have got to beat Arizona. And listen, the talent on the field didn't get any better, did it? That's the one and you Carolina, want them to win, for right. sure. Uh, no, and the talent did not get better. You right. want right. them to beat Arizona. Bears got to beat Arizona. Yeah. That's what's got to happen.
2: Absolutely.
3: I don't care what anybody says. That has got to happen. You know, the Green Bay Packers have, have gotten back into the playoff hunt, which is crazy, but yeah. I guess at They're five there. and six. You and can, they did to Detroit what the Bears should have did to uh, Detroit. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, they did it. Uh-huh. Green Bay did it. Got out to the lead. They weren't going to relinquish it. There's no relinquishing of that lead. They weren't going to give it up. No sir Bob.
2: No, they did and not.
3: little did I know, the coach up there, Dan Campbell, is that his name?
2: In Green uh, Detroit, yes. Yes. Yes.
3: Gifted, he gifted one he away. gifted one to them. You must have won so many games that you don't care. Huh? Fake pun it. You're what? Only twenty-seven fourth fourth down, aggressive? Is that the type of aggressiveness you like to see out of coaches' car? That one might be a little goofy. Is that one? Is that one? See what I'm saying though, when they're aggressive. Ah, (laughs) If he makes it, he's the smartest guy in the world. But when you miss it and you give up, what is the game-winning touchdown? Then, right?
2: That's what made it 29. That's the Uh, game-winning touchdown. Made it 29. That's the the game. That was so long ago. I'm trying to remember. I know. Think about how much football we watched since that Uh, game started at 11:30 last Thursday. Michigan. Ohio State did not fail to deliver, dude. I it did not fail to deliver. I watched so much football this weekend. It was. Truly glorious. And I don't mean to be a downer. I'm, I swear I'm not. I'm like. A okay. Defalco you know, downer. You know Here me. We like, I don't. I, we're, Here we comes, comes the
3: double D the Defalco downer. We Go don't. ahead.
2: Like, we don't take positions just because. Like, like this is what we feel. You believe right? it? I'm just telling you what I feel. You believe it, Carl. Let me hear it. It's not that I believe it. I, I'm literally telling you what I feel what in my feel? heart of hearts today. In your heart of hearts When Danny Zetterman was like, Bears, Vikings, guys, what are we thinking? I'm like. Uh, r- really? Well, I mean, I Bears, can understand. Vikings, we watched so much football. You've been, and most of it was good. Some of right. it stunk. You've been overloaded. But I'm like, you've but, been overloaded with look, football. If the Bears were 8-3, and three, yeah. uh, there, there'd be a lot more juice. You'd be more juiced up. But Zetterman is like, what do we think, Bears-Vikings? Yeah. I'm like, what do we think? you got football over, overload right now. Bears-Vikings and i suppose it'd be awesome if fields plays really well and then eberflus does something to screw it up at yeah, the end do you see the nfc south 5
3: and 6 division leader somehow will be see the nfc south happen in this division i i mean, I, I, I understand i am just asking if you've seen it have you identified it have you, have you observed it I have. have you been able to digest what the nfc south is all about 5 and 6 yeah. 5 and
2: 6 4 and 7 <laughs> 1 and 10 football. that's the nfc football, south football
3: ray that's what the NFC South Foot, gives you. Football, right? Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Do you know what, Yurko?
2: Do you know what, Yurko? If you put the Falcons and the Panthers in prime time, it would get ten yeah. million people watch. Crazy. Ten million people Nuts. would watch it. Nuts.
3: they'd want to see Ritter play quarterback. Is he healthy enough to play? He played. Yeah, yeah all right. right. Just making sure. Yurko I 10, don't want to have an injured quarterback out there again like I did that one year. Ten million people yeah. would watch the game. Absolutely. More people
2: that will watch the World so Series would so watch the Falcons why, play the Panthers. Why be
3: excited? Why not? Watch the development of the offensive line, those pieces that are going to be there. And there are pieces. And Nate Davis has got to come back, and he's got to continue to play and get into some condition so we can see if they yeah they paid him, Carm. They paid him. Yeah. He's going to be your right guard whether you like it or not. Yeah. Tevin's going to be your left guard. You're going to draft the center. And we've got to figure out whether big number 70 is worth anything or not. So that can be ascertained over the last uh, six games. I want to see that's, that. That's fine. I want to see if Mooney could be a legitimate number two to what's happening out there. Or is our guy Marvin Harrison going to be uh, a, a part of the solution? Marvin Harrison's game on uh, Saturday. What do you think? Yes, no, maybe. You oh, tell I me. I think
2: he's great. I mean, okay. I think he's great. I don't think Ohio State did enough to try to get him involved early in that Ryan game. And that you're probably blaming cost Ryan you're Ryan Day. Is I it's don't think cost Ryan Day's job is the other question you're going to have to ask yourself. I think I heard a stat uh, leading up to that game, watching Big Noon kickoff. It was within, like, the 20-minute window from the top of the hour till kickoff, right? They're doing the big countdown. And I think it might have been Brady Quinn. I'm trying to remember who I heard say it. Maybe Matt Leiner. One of the two said... And I hope I have this right. And it seems right. Ryan Day has the best winning percentage of any active college coach. Could that be right? I guess that's probably right. But I mean, The only guy would be maybe Kirby Smart right there. Or Kirby or even Especially yeah, yeah, in the yeah, last yeah, three years. I think the stat right. was that last Ryan Day has the best active winning percentage. But you know what, Yurk? This was before the game. Now that he's lost three in a row to Michigan... And Michigan's won three in a row for the first time since the mid '90s yeah. in the rivalry. Ryan Day winning 80 percent of his games or whatever it is doesn't even matter because like he's on the hot seat. Right, that's what that game means. Yes, like Ryan Day might get fired because he's lost three straight to Michigan. Yeah, you
3: can be 11 and 0; it doesn't right. make a difference, 100. And they're always going to be under the test. Yeah, it's always going to be Michigan Ohio State every year. Every yeah. year, that's yeah. going to be there. And that's crazy. You don't get to play in the West. Iowa doesn't get to play in the West all the time, but they do. Okay. Well, that's going away right? next year. But, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah you're but right. Th- that's the way it's been. Yeah. There are no uh, – there's no places to hide like you do in the West. Yes. Going away next year. Thank God. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Ohio State and Michigan should meet once a year,
2: <laughs> theoretically, in the Big Ten championship game, if you do it correctly. Did you see the spread on the Big Ten? I mean, it's championship weekend in college football. And it's Iowa against who? It's Iowa against Michigan. Right. Did and what's see the spread? 23. And this is the championship yes, game. Yes, championship game. And what's the over-under? Uh, 35 and a half. Which so I, they're I don't expecting even know.
3: one team to do all the scoring. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, Did that game finish over? The over-under no, on that one was 25. Under. under. Came in under. I, and I don't know how. It was 10-7, and it looked like it was going to be 17-7. to and then they were on
2: the doorstep, Dude. and they got nothing out of it, I don't think. As someone who had Nebraska um, minus, uh, Nebraska money line, I gave out minus two because I didn't want people to pay the extra juice on odds couple, so I, I gave it out minus. I thought they'd win by a field goal at least. I mean, they, were, they had everything to play for. Yeah. It was bowl eligibility. They right. were at home. You know, Iowa maybe looking ahead a little bit to the championship weekend. Iowa can't score. I know Nebraska can't score either, but, like, Cooper DeGene's out. I'm like, this is Nebraska, Nebraska money line, Nebraska minus one, minus two. And when Iowa threw the pick at the end of the game, I'm like, oh, all right, good. We're good. Like, woof, too close for comfort. It's 10-10. They'll come down. They'll kick a game-winning field goal. And then the Nebraska quarterback sucks even more than the Iowa quarterback and threw an even worse pick. Yeah. And the game did finish under, Yerko. The total was like 24-and-a-half, and and it went under. It was
3: horrifically low. It went under. Best meme. What's that called? Memes? Memes. Memes or yeah. best picture, meme, picture, whatever, was Harbaugh with the baby Bjorn. And it was Ryan Day and the baby Bjorn <laughs> in front awesome. of him. That's like awesome. Zach Galifianakis in, in Hangover. Oh, it's it. the funniest thing I saw all weekend. That's awesome. And it's hilarious. So that, now Jim Harbaugh gets to make his mighty return, right? Yeah,
2: Harbaugh's back. Harbaugh this, makes yeah, his this mighty weekend. return. Yes, you are correct.
3: Dare I say, if the Bears were to change direction, even now I am in favor of Jim Harbaugh. As the head yeah. coach of the Chicago, more Bears. than anybody else, I have finally shifted over and around and through a thousand different hoops, and I have finally now been able to put my stamp of approval on Jim Harbaugh. Here are the scores. I don't know. I don't know why I don't have to do it. I guess.
2: do it. I won't rub it in. But do it. Here are the. All right. Here are the. Pound score- <laughs> Iowa. Iowa deserves <laughs> here, to be pounded. Here are the scores of the last six Iowa games. Ready? The best thing out of Iowa right you, now is Caitlin Clark. You think he's given basketball scores or the baseball don't pound pound her. scores? You ready? Go ahead. Ready? Yeah. She's by far the best thing best they got thing going. Best thing by
3: far out of Iowa.
2: All right. Um, 15-6. 12-10. 10-7. They spanked Rutgers. 22 nothing. Still an under. 15-13 to and 13-10. to Those are the last six Iowa football games. I think it's nine straight unders now. And the totals like 30 every game. There's no, nobody it's, ever talks about how good their defense it's is,
3: it's though. Unbelievable. Nobody ever, yeah, nobody ever speaks about their defense being... It's got to be a it's pretty darn good
2: defense, unbelievable. right? Unbelievable. It is a good defense. It's, it's got to be defense. a good defense. How did they lose? How did Nebraska lose? Anyway, I digress. That was uh, the one loser uh, from the weekend, so it still sucks though when it happens. Two and one in on the odds. Couple best plays. <sighs> All right. Uh, so for tonight, how do you feel, Bears fans? What are you hoping? What do you want? You want Justin a ball, and but like at three and eight, and you got some competition for who's going to suck the most. How much does draft status matter to you right now uh, just after Thanksgiving with the draft coming up in April? Here's the uh, top five right now, York, As we sit here today, Bears, because they have the Panthers pick, Cardinals, Pats, Bears, Commanders. Bears have two of the top four. And if you want a quarterback and Marvin Harrison, Jr., or if you want a left tackle and Marvin Harrison, Jr., you better start thinking about two top five picks because you're not getting them without it. So, three and 11, I mean, sorry, three and eight through eleven. What do we think? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What does Russ want to know? Why lose to Arizona? I'm not sure what Russ is asking. And right. right. yeah, talk all to him. him. All right, Russ, go ahead.
4: Hey guys, listen to you all the time. I, I thought I just heard you say that you want to beat Arizona. I'm like, why would you want to beat Arizona? No, I got you. Or... I
3: probably misspoke there. Yeah, you you don't want to beat Arizona.
4: Oh, I love you. Yeah. Okay, thank you. No, yeah. no,
2: no, no. You want to hand Arizona a loss, of course you do, don't you? Of course you do. Um, no, because no. You no. want them to be able to win the game so you could slide back oh, up oh, underneath. I'm them. Thinking, I'm thinking only your pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're probably right. It's you got to consider. Yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right, Russ. Yeah, and maybe we did say it wrong. You're because you're you're factoring in the yes. Carolina pick. Yes, more than anything else. Right, and maybe not. Yeah, but
3: theoretically, know. if they win, that's another victory for them. That's a loss for you. So that transference right. like, it, of power maybe starts to happen. Let's see
2: how close they are when they meet. That's a yeah. few weeks away. Yeah.
3: Uh, I, but I can't field. cheer for losses. I'm sorry. You know, uh, you guys sitting there telling me that was the perfect scenario last week. That 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 perfect scenario tore my heart out last week. I don't know about you guys. I can't. I, I, I mean, can't sit through too many of those pieces of crap. Did, did it? Don't really. Will you, 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 you dominate for the better part of the whole Listen, game, not. and you find a way to lose it at the end? Are you kidding me? You think that's good? It's been a problem this whole year; is they haven't been able to finish games. Well, like I said, well, you're the, still going like, to learn that lesson this year. You're going to go into next year not knowing how the hell to hell to, to win a game. If you want
2: two of those guys, whether it's and a quarterback and Marvin or the, it may or, not
3: matter if you don't think Justin
2: Fields is the quarterback. It may not matter if you don't think he's well, the quarterback. It may not matter. But either way is what I'm saying. It might. Like if you think he is, and they don't need one, and he proves that you don't need one. But you want the left tackle from Penn State, and you want Marvin Harrison Jr. I always screw up his last name, so I don't want to say it. Uh, Harrison. No, 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 Jr. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like what the big I, Penn State tackle? I guess we'll have to start for. figuring out. Like we're gonna have to analyze that and scrutinize it more closely. Like what would be better: a win against Arizona or a loss? I mean, we got a few weeks to go. Let's see what the records look like. But it, it's like. One way it might help you to beat them, and one way it might hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's you're, it's it's one in four right now. It's Olu Fashanu. Yeah, it's Fashanu. I think it's exactly Olu right. Olu Fashanu, yeah. elite tackle.
3: Olu Fashanu. So if you want both of them, not you know, to be you, confused
2: with Lola Falana, yeah, right? Oh if oh, you man. want both I of them, Lola. <laughs> oh Lola, she was a showgirl, you know. uh, the yeah, losses are going to matter somewhere. when it's all said and done, Eric. Yes, I will. am just like, saying. It doesn't
3: matter. I don't go into a game tonight saying, I'm not giving you how the Bears are going to lose the game tonight. I'm going
2: to give you how the Bears are going to win the game tonight. All right. We'll get your okay. keys later. Your thoughts Brought on you tonight. Tonight, Law
3: Group, of course, when we go through
2: it. Uh, your thoughts on how you think this is going to go, what you want to see happen. Week 12 wraps with the Bears on the road in Minnesota on Monday Night Football. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Got a full day, action packed. Waddle and Sylvia a little bit later on. Uh, then they've got pregame from three to five. The network pregame show with Sylvie and Dion Miller and Lance Briggs starts at five o'clock. We'll have the game with Joniak and Thayer and Jason McKee on the sideline up in Minneapolis, starting just after seven. York goes on with Peggy for postgame. Meller and Pat, the designer, and Jason McKee will be on way into the night and early morning doing your post postgame show. So a full day here on your home for the Bears. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
2: Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's good to be back. We got Bears and Vikings tonight to wrap week 12. Some great football, most of it from the college level this past week, but man, I watched a lot of football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Bills uh, game yesterday was terrific. The Bills-Eagles game was great. Sunday night, kind of a clunker. We'll see what tonight has in store. Justin Jefferson, has he been officially ruled out? I know they've been hinting all along that he's probably not playing. Did you see something, York? where Jeff- Jefferson's definitely been ruled out? Yeah, it was football
3: footballtalk.com. It was, it was two definitely minutes ruled after out. we initially had talked about it. Okay. He said Jefferson Jefferson will not Play. So he is definitely out so for tonight. If you go to there, profootballtalk.com, and you can see it. You can look it up and know exactly who the writer of that is.
2: So uh, that way probably, you can yeah. give accreditation the way it should be given. So it looks like he is a no go. Before we get out to the phones, real quick, the other big NFL news today is that Frank Reich is out. Where well, Frank Reich becomes the first coach since the merger, You're going to be fired in back to back years. Did you know that? And. Man, I really liked Frank Reich early in the, the tenure at, at Indy. I don't know what's happened, what's gone so terribly wrong. But if, I don't know, David Tepper, maybe he's just being um, impetuous. I don't know if that's the right word or just like he's overreacting a little bit too much. You got to start looking at a lot of things in your organization. I mean, you know, you decided not to keep Steve Wilkes last year when they made a little push under Steve Wilkes. You didn't want to keep him. So, okay, you go out and you get Frank Reich. Then you go from nine. Remember, they had the ninth pick. They weren't a three-win team last year. They, right. they won seven games last yeah. year, didn't they? Yeah, they won some games. They were a quarterback away, they said. And you go from nine, you trade a great receiver, you go all the way up to one, and then you do this, where it sure looks like you took the wrong guy. Oh, yes. I mean, it, it really looks like oh. you took... Oh, yes. This, I don't know that it's quite Mitch Mahomes because Mahomes, is, I, I'm not saying CJ Stroud's, but I'm just like, this looks bad. I yeah, mean, like,
3: there's a difference. This, this looks, looks real right bad. Now. How successful one is and how unsuccessful the other is, it's bad. And like, so, I are mean, you, if you uh, take a look at exactly where he's at compared to where, where's Houston and CJ Stroud compared to where the Bears are and to where Carolina's at? Carolina's
2: got one win. They, they one won win. seven games last And the Bears year. only have three. The Bears have three. And they're trying to figure it out. And the Texans have six. They were right there yesterday in a pretty – that was another one of the good games. There weren't much in that early window that were good. That was pretty good. That was really good. And maybe watching Lawrence – this is the big – everybody's talking about today. Watching Lawrence and CJ in years to come will be fun in that division. Did I hear that it's the first time ever this late in the season that those two teams met with a winning record? Did you know that since they realigned the divisions? I did not know I guess that. it makes sense. I mean, Jacksonville is largely stunk with a few right. little pops here and there. The first time since they realigned the divisions that those division foes met with a winning record this late in the year, and maybe we'll see a lot of that going forward with Trevor <laughs> Lawrence and CJ. I thought they played great yesterday. Lawrence is a little Jekyll and Hyde week to week. He was awesome yesterday. Yes, yesterday he played very awesome. well. Awesome. And yeah. I thought CJ was good. Like, he's so poised, Yurk, his, his eyes are always downfield, even yeah. when he's scrambling Right. He's, he's scrambling he's and his eyes are
3: downfield. He is looking down. Yes. He's so he's good. trying to acquire wide receiver, acquiring, making acquisitions with their routes, trying to find somewhere to put the football.
2: He has four games with more than three, four straight, Yurko, with more than uh, like four that. straight games with more than 300 yards passing. Yes. Justin Fields has one in his life. Yeah. He's got four straight games with more than 300 yards passing.
3: He's going to finish,
2: I think, top five, six
3: in uh, total yardage this year. I think he might finish, like,
2: top three. Yeah,
3: with uh, passing yardage. Uh, Your number one tackle is not your guy, Fashanu. Oh, it's not? Who's number one on the board? Amarius Mims, offensive tackle, Georgia. From Georgia? He's your number one offensive tackle coming out right now. Is the kid from Penn State two? No. uh, Second guy? Uh, No, the kid from Alabama, J.C. Latham, is number two. In this mock draft, as I look at it, Kingsley Suomatia hmm. from... What, is the kid from Penn State falling that far? The Cougars. I don't know who the Cougars... Bakhtiari's probably playing his final year. Do you think? Baktiar played his final year, uh, year three years ago. Nobody knew it. That's the problem. And then the Jets are taking Fashanu hmm. as the fourth offensive tackle, theoretically taken. And I'm looking at one mock draft that obviously can be a little bit different all over the
2: place, so... Viking Scott is on ESPN 1000. What's going on, Scotty?
4: Gentlemen, uh, before I get into uh, the Viking Bear matchup, uh, did you happen to see Iowa's team total line for that Big Ten championship yeah, game? Yeah,
2: we mentioned it. it oh, no, no, the no. Team no. total? Team no, total. Total. I didn't
4: look at the team total. Iowa, 11 and a half.
2: It's ridiculous. <laughs> I bet the under. I mean, against, I bet, I mean, against it, that it, defense, yep. bet the under. I don't know. It, is,
4: and it just makes you chuckle. That's it does. All it does. It's, but, in, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous is what it is. Yep. So getting into the game tonight, a couple things, uh, first of all. The, the line. So I watched that one show in the morning on Marquee Network, Follow the Money, and they mentioned that 75% of the money is coming in on Minnesota. 25%, but there's more money bet on the Bears because all the Sharps love the Bears, hence why the line dropped mm. at three. Yeah. Now, with that being said, think about this. If we just made a quick comparison, position, like you did the old checkmark things like they used to do on the comparison, like who's got better this, better that, the Bears probably only win two categories, cornerback and linebacker. D-line's probably a wash. With Derisaro, line's probably better. Whatever you want to compare, Dobbs and Fields. And think about this. It's only a three-point line. So it smells funny. Now, once again, I'm a diehard Viking fan. I think we're the better team, but just something doesn't seem right. Now, I will say this. I only got one key to the game tonight that I will tell you won't happen. Brian Flores, like he did the first two and a half quarters before Fields got hurt in the first matchup, will not let Justin Fields beat them beat them with his legs. Now, because he's a super good athlete, he might get some runs, but there's no way he's running for 100 yards because Flores won't allow it. He'll spy him. He'll make you know mix those coverages up. So Fields is going to have to prove to beat them in the air. It's not going to happen with his legs tonight, and I think it'll be a close game just because. The Vikings don't blow anybody out. We, no, we play close games. We've been doing it for a year and three quarters. Well, I right was going to say
2: it feels like two and a half years. Every game's been
4: a close game. I mean, what? Now that's nineteen and uh, just a year and a half. It's crazy, right, Scotty? Yeah. So I like our chances. This is the big one because you get this one and you're still in the race. Like I texted you yes. on Thursday when the Lions were losing, we control our own destiny because yeah. we played the Lions twice and we can get get through this one.
2: That's the other. Uh, thanks, Scotty. Enjoy the game tonight. That's the other thing that's buzzing around right now. Like. You got Betters going mm, Vikings 5 to 1 to win the division. They've they've got two left against the Lions. But I but Dobbs, uh, in this in this Vikings team, I don't know. I mean Jefferson is coming back not tonight but after the bye. That's a sexy thing right now. York everybody's like love Vikings 5 to 1 to win the division. Yeah, after I, the Detroit I, I, loss I, on Thursday. I, I,
3: I don't buy it. And listen, Detroit needed to get smacked around a little bit just kind of wake them up. That's what they need. Sometimes you need to get smacked around a little bit to refocus on your game, to get down to the basics once again. I mean, they moved the ball, but they turned the ball over. Yeah. They keep turning the ball over. They've got to protect the football. It's got to be
2: valuable. Yurko will get into this more probably when he does his keys, but uh, it's no joke. What's, it's no a surprise what's going to happen tonight, right, Yurk? Brian Flores is blitzing. Yeah. He blitzes at a historic rate. The Vikings bring pressure on more than 47% of their opponents' dropbacks, Yurk. The Giants are next closest at about 41%. Uh, Vikings are 14th in sacks with 29, but they really bring a lot of heat. And Justin struggled with some of that pressure in Week 6. That's the game in which he got hurt. We told you going into that game, watch out for number 44. Josh Metellus has blossomed this year under Brian Flores. He's come into his own. He's the Swiss Army knife, if you want to use that term, that expression, for how he uses him. Blitzing, the threat of the blitz, mugging those gaps or showing off the corner, dropping out. Metellus has been his Swiss Army knife and has been fantastic. He has nine quarterback hits and five TFLs. And his nine hurries are tops among all safeties in the NFL this year. And that's because they've used him... In a lot of different pressure packages, and he's been really good pressuring the quarterback. So you better know and identify where he at? where's, where's he, at? he at, and he was a problem for the Bears in the first game. He's been a problem for a lot of teams all season long. Jackson is on the southwest side, in Oak I'm sorry, in the south, uh, the west side in Oak Park. Excuse me, on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jackson?
4: Well, you guys kind of answered a question with all those stat like You were ripping on Justin a little bit, but I thought he looked pretty good last week. I give him like a B plus A minus kind of a thing. Now if he plays that well the rest of the year, how do you go into what would you guys do in the draft? like are you going to take more of that Green Bay mentality and still draft a quarterback no matter what or uh, what do, you do that's good, my
2: question. Good question Jackson and I don't know how I don't know how you could go two straight drafts where you're picking in the top five, potentially multiple picks in the top five. let's say they get two in the top five this year. I don't know how you could go two straight drafts and not draft one. I I don't know. I I don't even know that Justin can show enough over these final six games that they have left. And, right. That's just me. You might disagree with that. That's cool. But, but this way. I want Justin to play.
3: Order. I want him to play as best he possibly can. I think that's the best case scenario for the Chicago Bears. That allows you the most options, and you know
2: exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Like because. Whatever options are available on the table. The more the better for you. I know what you're saying. Like, if he plays well, you could trade him. And, like, let's remember the Sam Darnold trade from a couple years ago, which I think was a good reminder. Everybody knew the Jets were were drafting Zach Wilson, the whole league knew it. Yeah. The whole league knew they were taking a quarterback three weeks before the draft. They traded to the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, for three picks, including a second rounder. Justin Fields is better than Sam Darnold ever was and ever will be. And as bad as some of it looks in the record is what, six and twenty two as a start or whatever it is, six yep. and twenty four. Yep. Justin Fields is better every day of the week and twice on Sunday than Sam Darnold. Don't we agree? Yes. And, like, think about what the Jets still got. So I know what you're saying. That's kind of what you're hinting at, right? Yes. That's exactly what I'm hinting at. The more options, the better. So let him play well. This only benefits the Bears. Whoever the new GM will be. Could be. Or let's, the current GM. Let's play some sound on that coming up. It's good uh, good little, little little. look at you. Veteran. Maybe you should go back to driving like no. you did last Wednesday. No. Everybody loved that show. No, dude. they didn't. Everybody. I'm telling you, I heard Nobody from Nobody I know. I'm not joking. Mellor mocked me this
3: on, is, on Friday. Forget Meller. I, I was mocked on Friday this by Meller. This
2: is not hyperbole. I heard from like I'm not kidding, like at least a dozen people that are like, Man, it's so great when Yurko drives. I wish he'd do it more often. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll be right back
0: chicago's home for sports on instagram at espn underscore chicago <laughs> carmen and yurko are back no, no, no. this is espn chicago chicago's home for sports
2: no. get back out and take more of your Bears calls coming up they wrap week 12 tonight as a three-point dog on the road against the vikings in minneapolis we're live in the old national bank state street studios you're, this is what you were alluding to, Albert Brewer sort of expounding upon what he had told Captain Hoodie last Tuesday. Remember, he joins the guys every Tuesday about, it just was kind of like a throwaway as he was talking bears with them. He's like, well, I'm hearing maybe Kevin Warren wants a little bit more say in personnel decisions. Uh, he talked about it at greater length via, I don't know if this was a Sports Illustrated pod or something, as uh, last week went on, but take a listen to Albert Brewer talk about what the offseason might hold for the Bears. I
3: think right now it's trending towards Eberflus not being back. Um, and I think that in part is due to Kevin Warren's influence in the organization. Remember Kevin Warren came in after being the commissioner of the Big Ten. He did not hire Ryan Poles. He did not hire Matt Eberflus.
2: I think he is motivated to see what he can do with his own guys in there. I've also heard Kevin Warren wants to be a little bit more involved on the football side so that could influence the decision-making there. So he's dropped that twice now in a week on a local show and both nationally. That, yeah, he's hearing that Kevin Warren could want a little yep. bit more say. Uh, the Bears continue down this path, and I, I don't know how he could just totally throw away the losses last year and say, well, that's not going to matter. We were trying to lose. I don't think it's setting up well for Matt Eberflus's future here unless he can stockpile some wins over these final six games. Uh, short of that, I, I'm not sure that he will be brought back, especially when you do have a new president and you have a new decision-maker in charge. I don't think the Bears are going to fire him at any point this season. Now that we had two coaches fired... If the Bears get blown out tonight or something, I heard Evan Cohen, who was in for Greeny on the national show, before us talking about this a little bit. Like, Could something dramatic and drastic happen in Chicago? I don't think so. They've had to dismiss two coaches already this year, including their defensive coordinator. Iberflues is calling the plays now. Like, Where do you turn after that if you did have to replace the coach? It just doesn't seem likely to me. I don't think they're going to do that. And I also don't think... The situation was quite as bad as it was in Vegas with Josh McDaniels. You, you heard some of the things coming out of that locker room about how dysfunctional things were uh, and how tenuous things were. And then what happened today is we talked about a little bit. Maybe you just have a sort of a wild, very rich, somewhat impetuous owner saying, I, I don't like that we're one in 10 and we picked the wrong quarterback. I'm firing the head coach. Probably not all on Frank Reich, but whatever. I mean, we don't have to delve too deeply into that. We've already kind of gave you our thoughts on it. I don't see the Bears making an in-season coaching change, no matter how badly it goes from here. But I think it is setting up where there could be major changes come January. I mean, was
3: there not lockstep going into the draft on what quarterback they were going to take in Carolina? That's a great question. I, mean, I well, thought that what the too.
2: Hell, are we doing? I thought, like, wait, whose fault is it, and right. who, whose decision was Did it? Did The coach have uh, the final decision over the general manager. I thought the same thing when I heard it this morning.
3: Or yeah. were you guys? It was everybody kind of okay? This is what we plan on doing. There's not going to be any of us diverting from the fact that this is who we believe. This is our guy. We're going to take him, and we're going to build around him. Now, eleven games in there, twelve games, uh, twelve weeks into a season. All of a sudden, you abandon ship right there, right? And what does that mean for Bryce Young then? I Good point. I mean, what was the. the, Maybe we got to go back and we got to read all the Carolina stuff to find out exactly who did what, when, where, why, and how. You went
2: from nine to one. You identified Bryce Young. Yes. And now you're firing the coach. Do you know what else I thought the minute I heard it this morning? And, And listen, coaches don't make those moves, general managers make those moves. Here's the first thing I thought when I heard the news. It was about 9 o'clock. I'd gone for a run this morning. I just got out of the shower. It was 9 o'clock. Good morning football was on in the background. Right, in the background. And I heard the news break. And, my, and I swear to you, Yerko... Did they go with our sounder? Nope, they nope. didn't go with our sounder. Go ahead. Go ahead. I swear to you, I thought, uh, I hope this doesn't lead to like a little extra juice for the Panthers and more wins, which would screw the Bears. And then, like an hour later... Kyle Brandt said this.
1: You're terrified right now by this news if you're a Bears fan because you
2: want the Panthers to just lie there and lose every single week because you have their pick, and that's number one. you love it if you're a Patriots fan or a Cardinals fan because if the Panthers get a couple of wins here late... You guys can move up to have the number one pick in a turgid NFL draft class. So there's ripple effects everywhere, mostly Patriots cards and Bears fans. That's it. My reaction in the moment was the exact same. I heard it and went, whoa, Frank Reich is out. And I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't mean that they like pop a couple extra wins when they might have lost the rest of the way to guarantee the Bears get that pick. I thought, now, and maybe it won't matter. Like, Yurko upstairs goes, the talent's not changing. And you're right. Talent's not changing, and that's not a very talented football team, right? right. Especially on offense at all. We saw that a couple of weeks ago when the Bears played them. Are, but are I they, couldn't are, help are, but are they think they suddenly going to be ultra-focused? I couldn't help but think
3: it, though. Now, they dismissed the coach last year, didn't they, in the middle of the season? Yeah. Uh, Matt Rule was fired last year. And then whoever and took Steve over. Williams. right? And then he did the job of winning games at the end. Correct. So they responded to him at the end. Yes. But you had D.J. Moore. You did have D.J. You Moore. You had a healthy guy coming off the corner rushing the pass, And healthy right? Brian Burns. So there, it was a little bit different. You had just gotten rid of McCaffrey, and you had a running back in there that was doing a decent job. Um, still getting things done after you had traded him to San Francisco, right? Was Foreman there last year? Wasn't he? Well, somebody was there that was doing an admirable job of, of hauling the football. Remember running backs a dime a dozen, Carm? Of course. Yeah, so it doesn't make a difference. But
2: either way, they had a guy that was running the ball. I'm not crazy. He wasn't the Foreman there last year, I, and he like, picked he up was. the slack when McCaffrey got traded? Yep. That, yeah. He there. Right? Yeah, he was there last so, year. So,
3: I mean, there yeah. you go. So I, they did it last year. But to expect this team, after seeing what has happened and the guys that have gone, and now they've got a quarterback and they don't necessarily all believe in, I don't think
2: the atmosphere is the same around there. Mm. I think the atmosphere is much different. Tom's in uh, Oak Lawn on the southwest side. What's up, Tom?
1: What's up, guys? Hope you had a great holiday. Hey, so hey, I've got the, I've got two things. First, as far as like my Bears uh, thing, I'm the Bears are my team. I, I understand the whole thing of well, if they lose more games, then they get a higher pick. I just I can't cheer for lo- for losses. It's I hard. just can't. I know it it is. it's hard. hard. Yeah, anytime I anytime I watch the Bears, I hope that they I, – I want them to win. And the whole scenario as far as, like, well, the dream scenario is that they lose all of these games, and but then Justin balls out and he proves to be your quarterback so then you can trade and everything. Well, if Justin's balling out, then I'm expecting them to win some of these games. I mean, I'm expecting him then to elevate the – the people around him and that then the defense plays inspired and then they actually win some of these games. So, and they, they tried that uh, last year as far as the dream scenario. And we came out of last year still wondering, well, is he the guy? we got to give him some more weapons. Let's see how he does this year. And I, I can't go through that over and over again. So I, I hope he balls out because then that means uh, that hopefully the bears win. And then, my second thing is, and, and I don't know if uh, if Yurko has seen this. I know he's the high school football aficionado. But I've seen this online where people are now saying that because Mount Carmel won the state and Lyola won and Nazareth won another one yeah. and St. Lawrence made it to the state championship, now they're saying that it's unfair for these uh, private Catholic schools to be uh, <laughs> to be... Playing so well, that's not a new and, debate. And though. recruiting and right. everything like yeah. that, and they want them to be in their own state playoffs. And I, I find myself as a St. Gretegrad having to defend uh, Mount Carmel and how good their uh, football <laughs> yeah. program you, is and how good their coach is. And, so you and I just, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's not a new debate.
3: No, it's not. This debate has been around forever. Yeah, this, this is not something that just. Uh, has has come from uh, nowhere. This they've been they talked about this when I was in high school. Right. In the
2: eighties. Yeah.
3: There's always been a time. I feel like conversation. it's always yeah, It's yeah. always sort of been around. Yeah. And then and Julian Ka- Catholic was uh I think in the finals this year too. They lost to
2: Naz. Right. I Congrats
3: think out, to of, out of the sixteen teams, I think like eleven yeah. maybe twelve uh, were private
2: Catholic private schools. Catholic schools. Yeah. yeah.
3: Nas lost like five games in the but, regular there season. There was How no mystery that? when you were coming out. They, they, they had guys recruiting from St. Francis to Sales. Um, The guy before Frank Lenny, Bill Bars, I think his name was, sat in our living room talking to my father about my brother going to uh, Mount Mount Carmel. Yeah, The the opportunities he would have, the eyeballs he'd play in front of. Here's a letter from Beckler. Here's (laughs) a letter from this guy. Here's a letter from that guy. You know, and the Carmel has all the coaches coming through there. Mm -hmm. This is nothing new. What do you think? This is a shock. If you're a good football player coming out, where would you want to go play? My nephew went and played. Uh, with uh, uh, at Mount Carmel, my sister's kid. He could have played at Hanover Central in Indiana. She wanted to send him, and he wanted to go to Mount Carmel. They went to Mount Carmel. Dino Barbosa's kid could have played down in Northwest Indiana. What did they do? They said, no, we're going to go to Mount Carmel, and that's where they wanted to play. So what are you going to do? If you're a football player coming out, strip them do that I, I want to go, no, go to uh, give myself the best opportunity and a chance to maybe get a college scholarship, or do I want to play for my local high school? It's a decision each individual makes. My dad told Bill Bars he didn't think it was right that all boys go to all boys school. So the VDox. Said there's something wrong with that. She's not right.
2: Immigration, right. It's <laughs> not
3: right. So he said my kid's gonna go if it's good enough for Tom That's Zach, awesome. it's good enough for my kid. Perfect. That and and it it worked out said. in the end. That's it.
2: Uh, so there you go, Yurko just laid it, it out. It happens. You. 312, it's been forever. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll grab all your Bears calls. We got time. We're gonna. Uh, just talk to listeners and uh, give you our thoughts about the, what a weekend it was. We'll, we'll give you some uh, ideas about who we loved for players of the weekend coming up next and some of the highlights from around both college and pro football. It's been fun since uh, Thursday morning at 1130. I mean, some of the games, listen, a lot of the games, especially across the NFL, were blowouts, but still some incredible individual performances. And Saturday was just a great day to be watching football on TV, all that great college action. It's Carmen in New York. We'll be right back.
0: Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN, ESPN Chicago. And this will be the pedigree of
4: championship teams. Here to the end zone. And the Eagles
3: have
1: won it in
2: overtime. Oh. OT winner for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's uh, my nomination for Players of the Weekend with Kermit and Yurko every Monday. Brought to you by the great folks at Total Roofing and Construction. Jalen Hurts accounted uh, in some way for all five of their scores. Right, Yurk? Three touchdown passes. A couple of rushing touchdowns. The game winner. A big assist by Jason Kelsey, who was almost the goat. Not like the good goat. Like the the bad one. With two false start penalties backing him up 10 yards. And Jake Elliott said, don't worry, I got you. Western Springs very own, by the way, his jersey hangs. Where does it hang? Uh, at McClure Junior High School. His, his jersey hang. Yeah, it probably hangs at RT too. Where? Western Springs' very own. His folks high? still live in yeah. town. How
3: <laughs> high does it hang, I,
2: Now, luckily, I know that game closed, I think, three. I had it from earlier in the week. It was one of the best plays on the odds couple. I think the hooks had mostly disappeared. Like, I gave it to Jesse yesterday morning, but the three-and-a-halves were already gone. They were gone. I had it at three-and-a-half. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, but boy, the Bills like they can't close one right now. And the Eagles, in the last two weeks, the Eagles should have lost games on walk-in touchdowns. Martez Valdez Scantling, Marquez, did I say Martez? Yep. Marquez Valdez Scantling dropped the perfectly thrown ball last week. Yes. Remember by Patrick Mahomes? Yes. And then yesterday. I'm not an expert on this. I'll leave it to you and Waddle. It sure, and you can, I never know what Romo's talking yeah. about.
1: So it the sure ball seemed like Gabe Davis yeah.
2: turned the wrong way. Right. The ball's thrown up there. He turns inside instead of turning he, outside. No, he went like to stay on the corner route. But wouldn't it be on a zero blitz when there's no safety in the middle of the field? Wouldn't you just expect to turn around and look middle of the field? You're, I that's, don't know who's I, wrong. That's on what that. I would think. Yes, I think that's right. And and I think that's what Josh Allen thought, and Josh Allen couldn't believe it. Basically, two weeks in a row, they had a walk like the opposition had a walk in touchdown, Yerk. and they found ways to botch it. And then the Eagles just keep winning these games. It's remarkable. But Hurts was great when he had to be, especially in the fourth quarter. I thought Allen played great, but man, he just he, that that one turnover killed him. It gave the Eagles yeah. a short field, and I thought he was great in the fourth quarter and overtime. I'll go with Jalen Hurts. Who do you got for player of the weekend, kid? Boy, oh, it's, it's tough. I'm going to go with uh, the kid from Michigan. I thought he played
3: one L of a game at quarterback. They're talking about him going into first round, the local kid, J.J. McCarthy. Sure
2: seems like it. Sure seems like it. Abdallah. He was slinging it, too, on the sideline, making some key plays.
5: Come on, I don't know. It's
1: every week. I think, I think, I think, I think we really we're going off guard that we are doing play over the weekend,
2: and he just thought of Michigan. Where That's where what I thought think, of.
5: Where do you think I'm going? Come on. Fourth and 31. Yeah, I know Big deal. Jalen Milrow. Yeah, it, was, it, it took like forever to beat a nothing. hapless Auburn team. doesn't matter, dude. Weird stuff happens at Auburn 10 years after the kick six. It was awesome. You you mentioned Jesse. Jesse's MFing me because Alabama's not going to cover. I go, dude, never bet the the Iron Bowl. You never, ever, ever bet the Iron Bowl. Never. Rivalry games are weird. Yeah.
2: It was awesome. Toss out the records. What, fourth? And goal from the thirty one. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it.
5: It's uh fourth
2: and goal from the thirty 30- the
5: only 31. thing that's better was second and twenty-six in the national championship game in overtime. Yeah, like dude, like, like this was... the 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 cameras on the shots of all the people crying afterwards. Awesome. Oh, it was so great. It was awesome. Oh, I was I was it felt awesome. I thought they were gonna lose that game. Now whatever if they beat Georgia, if they don't, like I don't expect them I didn't expect them to be in this position anyway. At the after start of they the lost season, to Texas, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. They still might not get in, but uh, that was an amazing play, especially after you screwed up and threw uh, ahead of the line of scrimmage like a uh, yeah twice in one Tw- game, one game twice in one game. Black, that, that and then happen. he redeemed himself. He totally redeemed himself, Black. I'm gonna go
2: with Alejandro Garnacho in his over-the-head kick yesterday against oh, Everton early. in the fourth minute. Early.
4: Holy crap
2: was that awesome! Did you I don't even see know who it? that is. Oh, he's Garnaccio. a 19-year-old phenom, yeah. Carm. That's who he is awesome. for Manchester United. Yeah, awesome. Now listen, he's had flashes of brilliance to this point. He's very inconsistent. That's he's great. young. Great. He's flashy, and
3: boy, yes. what a
4: kick to the back of the
3: onion bag. Great yeah, stuff. And they
2: beat the Toffees,
3: Everton, yeah. I believe. Have you, have
4: you seen the kick, Carmen? I have I, not. I, 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 was a good boy. Can you please
2: Google this I right know, now? I 100%. percent so, right, you got to do it right this second. We need uh, your reaction to what
5: this. What is his name? It's Garnacho Garnacho goal. Just write Garnacho, Garnacho goal. Garnacho. It's, it's Garnacho. one of the best it's, goals I've ever seen live. Wow, There's better goals. But look at
2: like, the still frame of him looks awesome. It's incredible you watch what he live. pulled off.
5: Right. Right. From the left Garnacho. side,
3: By over way, his head, bicycle hey, kick, hey, back of the bag. Everton with a 10-point deduction.
2: Yeah, it's
1: true.
3: Well, They putting themselves down in, uh, the, uh, down in the relegation area. Still hope for Manchester
2: United. They're creeping back up the table. <laughs> James. Creeping. Hold on. This is low. It's got a couple of ads, but I'm going to watch it. James is in New Lenox on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, James.
4: Hey, guys. How are you doing? Great, man. How are you? Hey, uh, I just wanted to run a couple scenarios past you guys because I'm not big on any of the quarterbacks, so I'd be happy with any of these three scenarios, but I, I kind of want to get um, – as much as, you know, I appreciate your opinions, Carm. Like, I'm kind of looking yeah. for Yurko's oh. on this because he's, a, you know, played the game, like, professionally. Um, and this is all on an assumption that, in all these scenarios, we get the number one pick with the Panthers pick. If we can move that pick at assets and come away with a combination of Harrison and Bowers, so oh, we can run huh. 12 personnel, oh, Frank Bowers. Harrison, Fashanu which would be my preference, or even if we ended up with Fashanu and Alt, would we then be able to move right inside and pair him with Jenkins and then have Jones... And uh, Davis's swing tackles and guards. I'll all hang right. up and listen, guys. Good
3: stuff. Bowers, I'm assuming, is Brock the tight Bowers end yeah. from, G- from Georgia.
2: Brock Bowers. What
3: about I love moving- the last names. I, Just, I let's think- roll with it, baby.
2: I, they're not moving darn all right anywhere, right? He's not going to bump inside. He's a right tackle. No, he's right tackle. Yeah. He's
3: right tackle. Nate Davis is your right guard. Yeah. Tevin Jenkins is your left guard. Those are locked in place, locked
2: and loaded. James mentioned Fashanu and Alt PFF for what it's worth Notre in their Dame. latest Notre Dame's
3: got uh, Joe in, Alt is at Notre Dame right and that's yeah. John Alt's
2: kid. That's the, the the
3: spawn of John Alt, the big guy. He used to play tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. I I'm mean, assuming. I'm assuming
2: there's not a thousand I,
3: ALTs out there.
2: I don't know for sure. Right, I'm assuming it seems spawn. like a safe assumption, but I yeah. don't know for the sure. Spawn of Alt. Real quick, I'll tell you that PFF for what it's worth well, in their have. latest mock, not their mocks, but their rankings of yes. tackles. They've got Fashanu, one. They write, he's one of the smoothest movers we've seen in pass pro since Tyron Smith and Joe Thomas. Okay, go. Tenacity in the run game could be better, but he's a dream pass. Uh, okay. He's a dream offensive tackle. Gotcha. pass passer. Go. They've got Alt, two. They've got Fuaga, the kid from Oregon State, three. Uh, right. They've got Latham from Alabama, four. And they've got Amarius Mims, five from uh, Georgia. So, yeah. So, there's their top five. So, there's not a, there's not a
3: slam dunk number one. Kind of like last year's draft where their guys were shuffling back and forth.
2: You remember last year's tackle yeah, draft? I do. Yeah. I do, absolutely. Um, Did you watch the goal? Do you see the goal no, all right, you watch all right, the goal? What's what going, going on over here? Here. I'll watch it in the break, no, and no, then no, we'll no, talk it. No, about. no, no, no. We got, we got no, nothing no. but time. No
5: one's going anywhere. We're it's going to be a, uh, We're going to be late. we are I, I, oh, 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 already
2: late. Jesus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: see? Oh, my God. That was awesome.
2: He's 19? Yeah. That was awesome. I wish I was that athletic. Oh, my God. That was like in this corner of the net then. I mean, that was ridiculous. Okay, that was ridiculous.
3: Do you like that one? Primetime player? Dude. Where were you? Oh my not. god. You're not watching
2: any soccer. What's going on? Carmen? too much football. That is absolutely spectacular. All right, you were right. Good job, Chris. It's Carmen New York. We're back in two minutes.